witches, and welcome back to another episode of Spellcast with me, Funke, and my friend, Isabel. Hey, uh, and today we're talking about episode... What, what episode is this? Episode 6, An Exorcism in Greendale. Yes, this episode was very good because not a lot happened, and we could really see how the show was at the bare minimum. The bare um, minimum. It was simple, it was classy, elegant. <laughs> you were using these words to describe that show? It was very disgusting, actually, this episode. You're right, actually. There was a lot of gore. More gore than we've seen lately. Yeah, and like vomiting and like body horror. It was disgusting. Pressed blood. Yeah, this is all coming from Uncle Jesse, by the way, not just like every other character was fighting. Just the person the exorcism had to be performed upon. Yeah, so d- let's let's walk the, the people through this episode if they didn't watch or need a quick refresher because we are um, a little bit behind. <laughs> just a little bit. Um. So yeah, the episode starts out and Sabrina is, she was confronting Wardwell, right? Yeah, so the last episode ended with her arriving at Wordwell's house, basically being like, tell me what you are. I know you're a witch. You've been spying on me. And so she goes to confront her, and Wordwell says... She's like, oh, I'm a good witch, though, and your father told me to spy on you. And then Sabrina's like, okay, I believe you, and then walks away. Well, that's not exactly how it goes, Funky. She says, I was told to take care of you. And Sabrina's Mm. like, why he told my aunts to do that? So that seems like a lie. And she was like, well, he wanted a lot of protection. Also, I was in love with him. And that's when Sabrina walks away. Yeah. But I think she still believes her. I think she's just being like fake investigative. Yes, definitely. And is just like pissed at the loss of privacy. But she definitely does believe that she's a good witch and is actually trying to help her mm-hmm um so anyways like we move on a little bit uh some ambrose stuff they have a conversation and ambrose is a bit not as nice as he usually is mm-hmm. i find in this episode he's a bit like rougher i think he's starting to get pissed off at a situation and sabrina's getting cockier by the minute about being a witch and her powers and her life and this entire episode people keep calling her out for like outwardly talking about how she's just going to outwit the Dark Lord and defeat the Dark Lord, which is, I don't even understand at this point why that's her goal. Like, why does she want to kill, like, defeat this guy? I have no idea. Like, there's no reason for it. The guy's evil, but, like, she's evil too. They're working at an evil school for witches. And she keeps getting what she wants. Like, at this point, I don't even remember what episode it was, but she was given permission to not become part of a church and she doesn't have to go to this unseen arts academy of unseen arts full time so i don't know why she's still so pissed yeah she has like some motivations that i don't know about at all um but i do like that ambrose is yeah like kind of like calling her out on her shit and is like an opposing force against her which i feel like the show up until this point has been like i'm sabrina spellman and i'm the smartest person in the room And I feel like she's kind of like, oh, I'm not the only witch who knows what's going on. I like have mentors and I have people to help me on this journey. And like that's what happens basically at the end of this episode. Mm -hmm. Everyone like contributes a little bit and gets this exorcism done. Um, But we go a bit further on past that. And uh, Uncle Jesse appears in their dreams or kind of like daydreams. Um, Right. So basically, we know that last episode or a few episodes ago, Rosalind and Susie and Harvey were hanging out at at Susie's house. They got attacked upon approaching Uncle Jesse. 
and then heart they were all they all touched the demon and they've all been having nightmares about him and he's coming to them in their dreams and talking about their worst fears kind of similarly to the last episode with batty bat <laughs> wow it's the same thing uh <laughs> harvey harvey's brother becomes uncle jesse and like jumps at him and is like ah you wimp and then uh susie was it or was it the other one with the maggots. Rosalind's the one with the maggots in the fridge. He just keeps appearing to the, these to these guys. They're all having visions of him. Yeah. Uh, and then everyone's like, okay, this is actually a real issue. And they explain it to Sabrina. And Sabrina's like, what? A mm-hmm. demon? <laughs> that doesn't seem real. Totally, which is ridiculous because they all speak very freely about the fact that demons can and do exist. And Sabrina's the one who's trying to convince them otherwise. Yeah. Do you think that she was lying there? Cause... Yeah. I think she was lying because uh, she doesn't want her friends to get wrapped up in the witchy world, which is why she then goes home. She goes home to her aunts and basically says, there's a demon. He's terrorizing my friends. We have to deal with this. Like, we are witches, so we got to deal. Um, but once again, chooses to lie to her friends. Instead, of like, she doesn't even have to tell them she's a witch she could have just no, she been could like, be like i believe you yeah like, like that straight up something. i believe you but she was overcompensating so much that it just looked like such a weird scene to watch like her just for three minutes be like a witch or sorry a, a demon in your uncle that's not possible mm-hmm. and then which also causes a bit of a a tiff between her and harvey because he's like what like you're just refusing to believe me yeah like that's fucked and he's he's spitting facts here. This time I was like, Ross Lynch, I I hear you. I hear you. I really you. do hear you. So then Sabrina goes, she asks her her witch aunts to be like, hey, how do how do I like get this demon out? Um so then she teleport phases into Uncle Jesse's room and she's like, I know you're a demon. And then the demon comes out and is like, Oh my gosh, this is my name. And then like tricks Sabrina and tries to kill her while she's like like astral projecting over there. Mm -hmm. um and then sabrina lives because ambrose like helped her and like shut down the spell Mm -hmm. i literally sorry i'm thinking about what else happened like trying to write ice cream backwards so that i can remember what his name was mercikai (laughs) mercikai so basically when she comes out of this um tele tele astral projection astral projection When she comes out of this astral projection, very quickly, Ambrose is like, no, Mercikai's ice cream backwards. He tricked you. Mm-hmm. You got schooled. And is it after that, Funke, that she decides to help Harvey find this demon to find out who he really is? Yeah, yeah. That's when she like actually talks to Harvey. She's like, Harvey, I believe you now, suddenly. Mm-hmm. Harvey was like, does this look like the Goonies? Like, I don't have a map to where he was when I saw him as a child. And I find that very funny because uh, they're kind of playing with the tropes and cliches they're falling into. And I think it's it's funny that they're just like poking fun at that. They're aware of it. I never watched The Goonies, honestly. Really? Yeah, I got to... Con- con- that is like... I swear one of those kids was in Lean On Me, I think, too. But I watched mm-hmm. Goonies and not Lean On Me, so I had a weird, like, growing up there. <laughs> Coming of age movie was The Goonies. I don't know. That's why you are the way you are. I guess so. So Harvey and Sabrina go down into the mines basically to find out who this demon is. Harvey's facing his fears and he knows he's being terrorized. So I guess that's his reasoning for going down. Uh, And Sabrina basically wants to find out, assumes that whatever demon is inhabiting Uncle Jesse would be the same one that's hanging out in Greendale. So mm-hmm. they go down, they search around, they don't find much. Harvey thinks he finds him. 
Sabrina says, no, it's just a rock. And as they walk away, the, the rock that looks like the Dark Lord fuses into a moving thing with some red yeah. light. Yeah. What else does she find down there? She also, when she's down there, she also finds these two stones. And when she puts them together, she sees the shape, the outline of this snake. Mm -hmm. She carries them out with her and then she takes them to Ambrose. She's like, Ambrose, what's this? And then they go researching it and they find out it is actually a demon. It's a symbol for a demon named Apophis, A-P-O-P-H-I-S, who is a real demon, right? Like that's a Yeah, it's a real demon. It's actually part of uh, Egyptian mythology. It's kind of a, it's a great serpent associated with earthquakes and thunder and darkness and storms, all sorts of different things. Um, But all of these things are kind of chaotic and like dark things. So it makes sense that they would have a demon and especially (laughs) why it would be a demon that snakes down um, her throat when it tries to kill her because... The real Apophis is a snake. Yeah, it, it adds up. It's a it's a cool little reference and a nice take on it, I think. We love when Sabrina references. Yes, we love it. Then after that, uh, she sees Miss Wardwell again. She's like, what's going on? Why are you here? Yeah, why are you following me? <laughs> and Wardwell gets away with that. Um, but yeah, then the Uncle Jesse appears again. Uh, and I think, sorry, no, he doesn't appear, actually. He, he's going to be put in an asylum or something by her dad? Yeah, and Susie uh, is scared about the asylum because she overhears her dad talking to the, I don't know if it's a priest or it's like a social worker. Someone who's going to take Uncle Jesse away. And she hears her dad mentioning that he was gay or had like gay ideas as a kid mm-hmm. and in a, in a negative way. Oh, and she's, yeah, she's she's uncomfortable with that. And then Uncle Jesse does appear, I remember. And then forces her to, like, go downstairs and stand up to her dad and this priest guy or whatever. Mm-hmm, which is uh, great. And like, yeah, which is, a, which is cool. But I don't know why he influenced them. Like, it feels kind of weird that he was the one who was like, go stand up for yourself uh, to all of them. Right. It kind of goes against what was happening in the story since it's a demon. It's, it's like an angry serpent. It's, it's not a good guy in there. And it was a positive epiphany, I think, for all of them, really. For kind of just like standing up and not taking any bullshit. Yeah. And it feels like it should have been like a self-reflection thing. It shouldn't have been like an Uncle Jesse prompt for that. It was kind of weird. Totally. So all of this is happening. Uncle Jesse continues to appear um, all over the place for all of the kids, Harvey and Roz and, and Sabrina too, I think. Um, and ultimately, Sabrina and her aunts decide that it, there needs to be an exorcism. Well, Sabrina decides she needs to do an exorcism to protect her friends and to protect herself and to protect the city. because She is a superhero. And um, <laughs> she does everything. She does. And but performing exorcisms is illegal as a witch. Mm-hmm. And Miss Wardwell is there to tell them that and be a part of that conversation for some reason. Yeah. She's just chilling yeah. with them. Sabrina's kind of let her into their world, which is a strange choice. After she was stalking them. Right. Weird. Sabrina lets it happen. And then in this case, Sabrina is kind of um, gets her way because it's Wardwell who ultimately is like, yeah, she wants to do this thing. She can't do it alone. Like, I'll go help her. (laughs) And then, of course, Hilda's like, I'm down. Yeah. Woohoo. Yeah. And it's a fun, like, family exorcism, which is great. I feel like I'm happy that they all all did it. Um, But. As Ambrose tells Zelda, frankly, they can't do it without her. They need her support. She is head witch. Mm-hmm. And so she ends up saving the day. Hilda, Sabrina, and Wardwell all go to perform this exorcism. And there's all sort of, sorts of witchy things. This is where all the pus and blood comes in. Yeah, it's vomiting up shit. It's gross. 
And it's crazy because also in this part of the show, they keep showing Jesse when the demon's outside of him and he's just a such, like, he's a super <laughs> sick, sad yeah. guy. And it reminds you like, oh my God, this poor man was just a guy and a demon took over his body. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. For no reason. Because he was convenient, the demon says. Like, that's fucked up. Yeah, so sad. Yeah. But ultimately, with Zelda's help, they managed to get the demon out of this guy. The demon looks like a giant maggot, I think is what they were trying to do, not like yeah. a serpent. It was disgusting. <laughs> it was disgusting. And they put it down a well, <laughs> which seems and threw rocks unsafe. On it. Yeah. And then Sabrina's like, are you sure it's going <laughs> to, this is fine? And they're all like, yeah, it's fine. It's fine. We do this it's all the good time. It's good enough. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they get back to the house and immediately, what happens? Oh, yes, Father Blackwood's there, right? Mm -hmm. And she and Father, Father Blackwood's just like, oh, I know you guys did an exorcism. Like, literally after they did the exorcism. Right after. How did he know? Mm, Wardwell. Oh, good point. Good point. Wardwell snitch. But because we know that Zelda is the midwife for his wife, she kind of holds that over him, basically suggesting you need me. Maybe she's the only witch midwife in town and says, if you want me to take good care of your wife and your son, which is how she kind of convinces him to let them off the hook. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, she, she gets away free. And I, I like that. It was like a kind of a big threat for a second. I was like, oh shit, things are going to go south. And then instantly was just trumped by that fact. Mm -hmm. That like weird flirt fact. Right. It's true. Is it flirting now? I don't think it's flirting anymore. I think it started as flirting. And then Zelda was like, I love my family more than you. Yeah. Also, I'm taking care of your wife. So that would be weird. Yeah, it was so weird, actually. I do think it's interesting that they're continuing to have Zelda as like the most powerful witch. Like she, like, even Wordwell, who is like the number one gal to the Dark Lord. Like she's not a witch though; she's a demon. She's the mother of demons, right? My goodness, I don't think I knew that. Oh, okay. That would make so much more sense. <laughs> she's the mother of demons. That's why she's like sweet talking that demon or Jesse. Right. 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 Anyway, so they're let off the hook and we find out, I think the next day that Jesse, the whole reason Sabrina performed this exorcism was to save his life. She knew it was wrong that the demon was taking over him, mm -hmm. but we find out the next day that Jesse has died still. Ugh. Of some heart failures. <sighs> yeah, it was not cool. But then. And then, yeah, and then we go a bit further. And then we find out that. That Wardwell actually killed him, killed Uncle yeah. Jesse. She killed the guy, so she's evil. We kind of knew that she was um, she was pranking Sabrina. Not pranking, but like... <laughs> it's just a prank, bro. <laughs> um, what's the word? She was uh, playing Sabrina. She was playing Sabrina. Finessing Sabrina. But just in case any of us watchers, audience members were confused, they show us that she, in fact, killed the guy just because she's an evil bitch. Just to remind <laughs> us that she is, she is a bad gal. Yeah, uh, she had like a voodoo doll and just crushed it in her hand. It was she disgusting. Ah. The sound effects there were rough. Yeah, it was like Blair Witch 2015 or whatever that the recent one. It was gross. Hot take steak. Hot take steak. Oh my gosh. A lot happened there. 
a lot happened there. I mean, an exorcism. <laughs> it's in the title. That was That's a big one. That was um, pretty much all. Um, hot take steak. I am. I'm feeling better on the show. This was a decent episode. Mm-hmm. That being said, I'm don't care about her friends. I've been on that wave, and I'm so glad you're on it too. Like that school sucks. There's this whole bit because he was teasing her. Sorry, the demon, Uncle Jesse, and the demon were were teasing Rosalind and her kind of vision about going blind. And then there's this whole scene with her and her father and a priest uh, slash doctor, I think. Mm-hmm. Or I just imagine the third person about how she, how she is going blind, and she says, "Well, like." I Auntie, think it was just the doctor or whatever, yeah. Right. And she says, well, like, Auntie Gams went blind. And her dad's like, well, that's because she didn't have faith. And he's like, you have faith. Like, you'll be fine. And she's like, oh, fuck. Like, that's the worst thing to say. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, So that's, like, that was pushing it further than just, like, the demon storyline. We're continuing to learn about this character that we don't really care about. We don't really know that much about. This is the first nod to her being a religious person. Yeah. But they keep just bringing up that she's going blind. That, that was not even a part of her before. Right. Like we have four episodes left. Is it going to be about that? I don't know. Yeah. It's weird to care about uh, Susie and Roz because like <sighs> Sabrina's connection with them is so short and small because like so much of it is in the witch world and she's dealing with so many other things that she spends like five minutes with these people and I, it feels like if Sabrina barely cares about these people, like, why should I even, like, I know Sabrina's saying she does, but, like, we don't see them hanging out that much. Like, it's not a big thing. They don't have that much of a big, deep connection. Even with Harvey, we're finally more than halfway through the season. And other than Harvey being, like, a great boyfriend and, like, had this one experience with a demon, which now we know is not the Dark Lord. I always assumed it was. Yeah, yeah. Um, like we don't we don't care about him and I don't know if that's bad script writing or not involving them in the storylines or bad acting. I don't know. I think it's script writing. I don't think there's enough to do with that, right? Like they're giving the actors the bare minimum, it feels like. Um mm-hmm. it's like well, how are you suddenly supposed to make people care about Roz's weird super religious family who doesn't care about her eyesight? Uh like that was a factor in the first six episodes. Like it it wasn't. Right. You're dropping on us that on us right now. Like And I think there are things like that or the thing with Susie and her uncle um being like showing any signs of queerness and I think they're things to make us sympathize with them, but they're kind of just like forced because we don't know them as people yet. And out of place. Like it, it, why wouldn't you drop the hints for that for this whole Uncle Jesse dress wearing it and being gay? And then the demon possessed him for some of that. Why wouldn't you say that in the episode literally before where we've been talking to Jesse and like figuring out this character and none of those hints were dropped? I don't get it. Right. Um, Hot take steak. I really liked. Um, I was confused as to why witches and the dark church would be against exorcisms because it feels like such a like dark and spooky thing. Um, but of course, the dark church has to be everything opposite of Christianity. <laughs> yeah. So that makes sense. And I liked it. Mm-hmm. Not mm-hmm. much of a hot take. Hot takes used to be like, what do we think is coming? Yeah. But what what was our cliffhanger <laughs> this episode? Uh, this episode, it wasn't anything. It was. Wait, hold on. There's a shot of Sabrina crying. Yeah, Miss Wardwell killed him. So, so actually, our cliffhanger this episode is literally a, a shot 
of Sabrina with tears in her eyes and a fire reflecting on her skin. And she just says, how am I ever going to defeat the Dark Lord? Yeah. And I'm like, guys, we have four episodes left. Get to it. Like, yeah. also, we don't know why she wants to defeat him. We don't know how she expects to do that. We don't even know where he is or how he is or why he is. Like, are you kidding me? That's yeah, he's irrelevant. He's irrelevant. And she wants to kill him. And I think the cliffhanger here is that the fact that she says that to Miss Wardwell. Right. Uh, and with Miss Wardwell, like, for the first time, I think, realizes that Sabrina actually wants to fuck this guy up. Cause she she was just like checking around Sabrina so she didn't become too powerful. But like I think this is the first time she realizes Sabrina is planning or plotting on the Overlord. Right. Also, I just want to correct myself. She didn't say like destroy or kill. She said outwit. Outwit. Yeah, that's that's what she is. Because that's what then Miss Wardwell just goes outwit the Dark Lord, and then cut to black. Yes. So what exactly like outwit? Like if you're not going to kill him, like outwit how? <laughs> like like a Looney Tunes cartoon, make him sign a contract that says Sabrina can be a witch and a human. Right. And like is that like, is that the plan? That's also know which Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Sorry, hot take sake, I don't think that she wants to kill him. I think she just wants to live her life and own him in front of everybody for her dad. But she wants to own him, but she also it's not like she's wants to she could just step away, but she doesn't want to step away. She wants all the power, she wants all the glory that comes with being a witch. Um, fair enough, who wouldn't? But she's unwilling to kind of deal with any of the uh kind of constraining factors that come with mm-hmm. becoming part of this church. But what confuses me is that it seems like she's gotten everything she's wanted. No one's pushing for her to sign this book anymore. Or if yeah. they are, we haven't <laughs> seen it in like three episodes. So that doesn't make any sense. She can just live her life. And we've got another episode still not knowing what Wardwell or the Dark Lord wants with her. So mm-hmm. I'm sure those two will come to a head at some point. But for now, still left a little confused. We're past the hump. Like we know that they're going to have to start wrapping up stuff in like this next episode seven or episode eight. Like. Yeah. That arc has to start. And hopefully it'll be like over an episode because every single issue in this show has pretty much resolved itself within the episode. Right. Give us more conflict, people. Overarching plots as well. Because like this is all like wrapped up in one episode, which is, I guess, nice. But you need some some sort of like cohesive touch to the whole show. Because like there's nothing that's really carrying on other than her wanting to outwit the Dark Lord. Right. But for no real reason other than I have to do it because I'm the best witch. And it's is it to maybe avenge her father or something? We still don't know how he died. She mentions a car crash again in this episode, which is definitely yeah. a lie. But, she, but yeah, she, one day, like episode eight, they're going to be like, I actually killed him. And then she'll be like, what? You did that to my dad? <laughs> Like, no way he dro- he died in an airplane crash. I don't believe it. So just to wrap up Hot Take Steak, moving forward, here are kind of the overarching things that haven't been resolved yet, kind of. We know that Rosalind's going blind. Yeah. We know that Ambrose is feeling more and more sad and lonely. He's getting more frustrated with his situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and what else? I can't even think of a third. I guess, obviously, wow. the big Wardwell-Sabrina conflict. Um, yeah. But we don't even know what that's. That's not that hasn't been defined. Yeah. So, lots to lots to look forward to, guys. <laughs> yeah, I mean, a, a few of them at least, <laughs> and I hope the ones introduced in the next episode do carry on because I feel like that would make up for a lot of this uh, segmented like plots. So many of them.
Well, let's hit up the third segment, Romance Rodeo. Ooh. Yeehaw. Yeehaw. Um, so we didn't get a whole lot this episode. I mean, Sabrina and Harvey are consistently boring and supportive. <laughs> um, but we did get some fun Ambrose Luke action. Yes. I kind of want to talk about Sabrina and Harvey a little bit. Yeah. Please. I just I like that he is standing up for himself and he's not just a big dumb oaf. He's like, hey, this is a relationship. Let's believe each other, please. Right. Um, and yeah, Sabrina was not being a nice person this episode. She really was not being that cool to Harvey. She continues to get lured in by Nicholas Scratch, who is like, you live two different lives. You can have mm-hmm. two different men. And she's yeah. like, what? No, we. <laughs> yeah, that, that happens. And it just feels like, Harvey, please leave her. Like, please do something else. Yeah. You sad little guy. Yeah, that was just like, I mean, I, I, I like that there's some some tension. It's not just Harvey being like, I love you so much, Sabrina, please. Right. I want to marry you. Totally. Uh, which has happened in previous episodes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but Luke and Ambrose. That so happens. Hilda is bored. She's been excommunicated from the witch community, so she needs a hobby, which is funny because she still runs a business. <laughs> but she's been excommunicated, so she gets a job at like a, a costume dress up kind of monster cafe. Mm-hmm. And there, who walks in the door and orders a drink? But Luke. Luke. And then Hilga's like, "Ooh, Luke." Hilda. Oh my God! I th- I keep thinking it's Hilga. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Luke walks up to the counter, and Hilda is like, "Oh, what's your name?" And he's like, "Luke." And then she's like, "Your surname?" And then Luke says, "Chalfont" or whatever. And then Hilda turns around and gets a little potion out that says "Amor," which. <laughs> as some of us bilingual people know, means love. It does. And, and, and like throws it into the little drink and then gives it to him. So that was weird. I'm pretty I excited. While she squeezes the drops and she just whispers herself, always prepared, which is pretty which funny. Which is motto, yeah. Is that what she says, a witch's motto? Yeah. That's yeah, kind of great. Yeah, she says that. Anyway, so uh, we got some amore to look forward to next episode. Um, but is that not just weird that she drugged him, basically? Yeah, of course it's weird. They're witches. Sometimes I you just, just got to do what you got to do. It's so fucked up. <laughs> it is. Sorry. <laughs> it really, I think it's twisted. Um, other than that, love, I think that I like that Zelda and Father Blackwood are now kind of more enemies. They're not lovers or flirtatious, as we spoke about a little bit earlier, but mm-hmm. um, good. Good for Zelda. She's becoming a better person, and I think... Her She's dream so with Batty Bat. She don't need yeah. him. She don't. She don't at all. And I think the dream with Batty Bat helped her realize that. Um, honestly. Absolutely. I'm glad that those dreams are carrying on a bit more. And it wasn't just a filler episode like I thought it was going to be. Okay, guys, we've switched things up a bit this week. We are getting bored of the millennial meter because it's just not coming through. (laughs) Sabrina is not pulling through on the millennial meter. Um, And also, we aren't millennials, and neither are you, unless you're over the age of 25. No, we aren't. No, we're we're millennials. We're literally Gen X. I don't know what you're saying. We're not, but go off. Anyways, guys, so we've decided to switch things up a bit. 
um, bring in a new segment that feels a little bit more relevant and exciting and gives us more to talk about. And so we brought in something that for now, for this episode, we're going to call Roses and Thorns. Each For each of us, our highlight and low light of the episode. Yeah, uh, we definitely need a better name for that as well. We're hoping something witchy or monstery. Witchy or monstery, yeah, please send it in. Broomsticks, cauldrons. Yes. So Funke, what was your rose of the episode? My rose was, it's got to be when they all work together, um, the family, and and beat that demon with the exorcism. Like the, the, the culmination of the episode was really like satisfying in a way that this show hasn't been for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I felt that Sabrina was put in check this episode. Uh, and I was, I was happy for that. My thorn has got to be her lying <laughs> to her friends for the umpteenth time. It is so annoying. Like, it, there's no, she's lying for no reason. She really is. Totally agree. And if they believe in a demon, they would believe in a witch and they wouldn't be mad about it. Like, yeah, these people, they just wouldn't be pissed. You're right. It doesn't make sense why she's lying to these people. My highlight or my rose of this episode definitely has to be when Hilda goes in to be interviewed by the man dressed as a vampire for the cafe. She's so just like cute and likable and she lists her (laughs) qualities to be a good worker as like, I am friendly and I like reading. I bake sometimes. (laughs) And he says at one point, hey, are you okay wearing costume? And she just like, she's like, yeah, oh yeah. Like she's so down with the cheesiness and I kind of She's excited. She is, she's she's excited. And it's really nice seeing her away from the house where she's always kind of put down. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to agree with you. My thorn has to be her lying. And also for the same reason, even if she wasn't ready to come clean about being a witch, she didn't have to just like shoot all of their ideas down. She could have just been like a demon. Oh my God, guys. And that could have been the end of it. And yeah. I think it all comes with this like weird entitlement Sabrina has, especially since opening the Akron configuration. She's real high and mighty. Um, so that has to be my thorn. Yeah, and she thinks everyone's stupid as fuck, like, or or just like so extra about it. She thinks that if she told them that, they'd be like, oh my god, that's scary. Ah. Yeah. But no, these people watch horror movies. Like they do that. They they empathize with those figures as well. Like I, I feel like she doesn't really know her friends. I'm with you there. Anyway, so this was, uh, I'm really happy with our new segment. I think it's fun and I'm excited yeah. uh, to hear from you guys uh, some ideas for a new title for our segment. For, please, God, send us a new name. Uh, nothing to spit about. This life is in and out of meaning. Not looking for nothing, only see it how we see it. Living words, tell it. Witchy, wrap up. We wrapping this up. Um, first, Isabel, we actually have a question from one of our viewers. <gasps> Someone uh, listens? Anonymous question. Yes, we have. Is Ross Lynch attractive? Um, I'm going to have to say. Now I want you to think for one second. Okay, sorry. Should I take a step back? Take a step back. I mean. Think about him. Think about him in the show. Think about him from Austin Alley, like back in the day. Well, I was going to say what immediately makes it a no for me is the Austin and Alley factor. He is not cute on that. That being said. Are you serious? Yeah, I was not into that blonde mop. <laughs> I find him actually way cuter with his nice brown hair. Looks like a sweetie. But, I mean, he's not hot. Um, Wait, one second. Uh, I'm looking something up just to make sure. <laughs> what are you looking at? He, 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 sorry, this is just really funny. And I wanted to tell you this for a while. Um, I think he was very good in My Friend Dahmer, 
the, the movie where he played serial killer Jeffrey Dahmer? No, he played Jeffrey Dahmer. He did. He did. No way. I could not believe it. I saw so, so, like one of the trailers like got recommended to me. Um, <gasps> uh, and he, it was just him. You know what? I have to say, he looks just like him. It looks gross. I was joking, by the way. This this looks gross. I just wanted to tell you this. It's I weird. I have to say, I have like seen, I know a shocking amount about Jeffrey Dahmer. I listened to too many podcasts about the guy. And like, I watched a couple documentaries, yeah. I can't imagine Ross Lynch playing this character. I want to watch this movie. Yeah, the trailer seems very redeeming. I don't know. I, I feel like I should sit down and watch it, but the trailer just was not fair enough. Was not feeling good for that one. I cannot wait to watch this trailer when we finish recording. <laughs> Please watch that. Let's watch the movie too. Perfect. And, uh, and and talk about how Ross Lynch has changed. We'll do. <laughs> He's changed. He's a new guy. He's past He's his awesome alley days, unfortunately. <laughs> He's different now. Yeah. Um, but I think he's I think he's attractive in real life and not in the show i agree i think he's dating um jazz sinclair another person from sabrina she's rosalind wow onset romances oh my gosh that is tea that is the tea adorable all right guys well check out jazz sinclair's instagram for some great uh couple pics <laughs> Um, this podcast is brought to you by Play Underground, an online website for all of your video game and pop culture needs. <laughs> oh yeah, baby, you killed it, Isabel. Um, and as as we said a bit early in one of our earlier episodes, we're working on a new plan to continue this show outside of Sabrina. Um, mm -hmm. and yeah, I think we're we're making some progress with that. We have something good to present to you when this is all over. Definitely. So you can plan on hearing our voices for a lot longer than the next four episodes. Don't you worry. Yeah, baby. And maybe, just maybe, it'll be about things you care about more than Sabrina. Maybe. Maybe. Thank you again so much for listening. Always send stuff in because it makes us feel good. Um, and we'll see you next week. Stay witches. Yeah. Later, witches. What happens when the demon meets the one and only goat? It's an exorcism. Cut demons off me like a circumcision exorcism. Cut demons off me like a circumcision exorcism. Cut demons off me like a circumcision exorcism. Cut demons off me like a circumcision. Two sides already chose, nigga. Angels.